This week on Young Nostalgia, the podcast about podcasts. Let's take a look. on another fantastic week of Young Nostalgia. It is Monday, the September 16th of 2019, a day after than what we usually record at and what kind of all nerves and bundled up pieces of poop, but it's glad to be back. We are going to give you this episode on time for the 13th, count them, one, three week in a row. And this is Young Nostalgia. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to us. We are podcasting today from the place that all the people of Walmart hang out. Ben, how you doing today, big guy? <laughs> uh, not too bad. A little bit rundown. Uh, nice day to be outside today. Uh, good day for young nostalgia. How are you doing? Not too bad, man. Uh, today was not the best of days for me. I just, <laughs> I wasn't in a good mood, but I wasn't in a foul mood. I was just in a, just, eh. I don't care about, eh. like, yeah, like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be around you people. I don't want to put on a fake smile because you're all a-holes anyway. <laughs> just get away from me. <laughs> It was one of those kind of days, <laughs> but the coffee tasted good, so that that was worth it. Um, uh, that's good. You got to have something to keep you going, right? Absolutely. <laughs> I had like five cups of coffee, four in the morning, and then another one at like two in the afternoon. <laughs> oh, it was one of those days. But like, <laughs> yes, and I was so overworked that I I was so over being at work that I made every time I made a trip to the coffee maker, I made sure it took at least ten minutes. <laughs> Acting oh, so. like I, I I misplaced the creamer and <laughs> so you were stalling is what you were doing, <laughs> right? Stalling. <laughs> no, oh I, I feel you. I feel you. I didn't even go to work today. It just shows you how much I feel you. <laughs> <laughs> right. So you were stalling, huh? Yeah. <laughs> For a whole eight hours. I love it. Yeah. That's <clears throat> funny. Um, this week on the show, we're going to be um, talking about the history so the history of podcasting rather so we're going to be uh talking about the beginning of why nostalgia's young nostalgia is even here um it's gonna be kind of cool uh, i was running kind of late i mean both of our schedules are very off this weekend so i was out getting groceries right before sitting down and hit the, hitting the mic and so pretty much this entire episode is just like last week's where we did the conspiracy theories that i didn't know anything <laughs> That Ben did, and Ben did Ben did the entire show notes, so I have no idea what's going on, but it's going to be great. Uh, you're not supposed to let listeners know that yet. We got to wait and see how well the show goes beforehand. <laughs> right, we're going to get like, a whole nother mailbag episode just because of this one. Like, oh, the show notes you did, Ben, were trash. What the heck? <laughs> I love Don't it. let All Ben right, touch the show episode- notes. Episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right, episode 72 coming at you guys. Let's take a look at the history of podcasting. All right, big guy. So we are going to kick it off with what a podcast is, pretty much. I don't know if you wanted to kick it off or you wanted me to kick it off. Sure, I'll go ahead and do it. So, I mean, (laughs) this is one of those things where it's like, you know, we're going to we're going to describe what something is, even though they're getting this information from a podcast. 
So it's like, I feel <laughs> right. like listeners have at least a, a little bit of knowledge as to what a podcast is, if they're even listening at all. But anyway, right. we have to, we have to start the show somewhere. So, <laughs> right. And even if I was a little bit more attractive, you would think it's Inception because I look like Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> this is true. Got a face for radio. Are you are you saying I'm okay? All right, all right. I was just about to ask. Just go for it, man. Just go for it. I'm done talking. Uh, a podcast is an episodic series of digital or sometimes video files, um, which a user can download in order to listen to. Uh, alternatively, the word podcast may refer to the individual component of such a series or an individual media file in itself. So there's kind of a few different um, a few different things that a podcast could actually be. It could be an actual, you know, a name of a media. Um, it could be the name of a series of episodes like uh, Young Nostalgia Podcast, or it could be um, an individual episode in itself like, hey, uh, uh, check out this, check out today's podcast from whoever, you know what I mean? So, okay. It's a kind of a, a generalized word that has come to have, uh, many meanings. <clears throat> so podcast, it's the word itself. It kind of comes, there's kind of a little bit of gray area where the name actually came from. And it's, um, it's pretty interesting to think about because, it's kind of universally known that it's made up of several more words put together, podcast. Um, and it's traditionally thought of as combining iPod and broadcast. Um, iPod being one of the, uh, an Apple product, and it's kind of an industry leader in a uh, portable audio device. Um We'll get into that a little bit later on as to why that might not necessarily be the case. Um, but I think we'll, we'll have a whole section on that, kind of talking a little bit later on. <clears throat> so the term podcasting as a name uh, for nascent te- technology was first suggested by the Guardian columnist and BBC journalist Ben Hemersley, uh, who invented it in early February 2004 while padding out an article for the Guardian newspaper. Um, oh yeah, I guess the, the, this, uh, section I was talking about, is going to be a little bit earlier than I thought. Um, so d- despite the etymology, the content, uh, can be accessed using any computer or similar device that can play media files. Um, use of the term podcast actually predated Apple's addition, uh, of the formal support for podcasting to the iPod or its iTunes software. So it was kind of first thought of as a combination of iPod and podcast, although it, it came along, it, it came into existence before iTunes was ever even involved. Apple and iTunes and iPod and everything was actually involved with the whole thing. So that's, I'm not really sure what to make of that. You know what I mean? I, it's, <laughs> it's just one of those things to where it might be, it might be a result of it being kind of back named, I would guess. Right. Like it. Right. Wait, almost like something where this thing existed, but nobody knew what to call it or nothing that 
anybody can call it something different, but nothing made sense universally for if you hear it, everyone will know what that is until Apple kind of like merged the two. Exactly. And then it became known as a podcast and anything prior to that date, you know, was referred to as a podcast, even though it wasn't actually referred to that at the time. Right. Is what I'm getting from it. And I don't know. I feel like I'm, I'm making, making too much of it just based off the name, but it, I was reading through (laughs) it earlier today and it just kind of, I hadn't gotten to the section yet about it. Um, you know, Apple not being around and that it kind of, uh, through my my brain for a loop when I read that I'm like wait a second the dates are not lining up here <laughs> right <laughs> um, so I guess going a little bit further into that not to uh, beat a dead horse on the whole you know the name podcast uh, other names for podcasting also include netcast um, intended as a vendor neutral term without the loose reference to the Apple iPod Um which as, is interesting because it's almost just like people kind of gave up and they're like, yeah, everyone's going to call these things podcasts. Might as well just use that. Because, I mean, you're not, not going to hear like, go hear us at Google Netcast or Spotify Netcasts. Right. It just it just doesn't work out. <laughs> right. And I, I think uh, we'll, we'll talk about this a little bit later on in the show. Um, there were actually some trademark uh, and patent claims for... Um, actually using the term podcast and this is these were brought forth by Apple actually interesting um, and it's we see how well that actually went because everything is still called podcast even though it's doesn't necessarily have to be affiliated with Apple so right it's kind of one of those deals where it's you know so many people are almost like the bootlegging uh, show we had a while back where it's you know yeah you don't want people to uh rip off your trademark, but what are you going to do about it if everybody does it? You know what I mean? Like, right. You're not going to catch right. everybody. Um, so I guess getting back to it, um, some sources have also suggested, also suggested the backronym, the, the acronym portable on demand <laughs> for uh, POD. So it'd be portable on demand and broadcast put together into podcast, which it does make a little bit more sense. Um, but once again, that was kind of a, uh, something created on the side as being, uh, vendor neutral to where it, you know, wasn't necessarily, uh, specified by one particular company. Um, and that's right. I can't, maybe some people actually put it out there that that's what it actually stood for, but I highly doubt it. I mean, it's, same with netcast i mean no one actually that's not what people go by right and you know if you think about it it's like you can at a certain point you can try and change the meaning portable on demand instead of just podcast portable oh yeah no one's gonna think portable on demand cast like (laughs) people are gonna think about what made podcasts so prominent and that was apple making a literal preloaded app for you to congregate and listen to all of the shows at once like you know in one place and then people are going to be like wow the convenience is great these are podcasts that i can get on my apple ipod so you have to give it to apple at least to to do that so right i'm with exactly like what i'm saying is that it would be so hard to change people's mindsets of 
of of seeing an Apple iPod when you say a podcast because they made it so prominent anymore. It's a little bit different, but yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. And it's, you know, it's once something has a, has a term and has a mindset around it, it's so incredibly hard to change it. You know, right. You just, you just can't, the name sticks and it, it either sticks or it doesn't. And when it does, it's pretty much it's lifetime. Right. Just like people of Walmart, you know, <laughs> you hear that and then <laughs> then you instantly think of Ben. So, oh, <laughs> that's not nice. I had to get you back for the face of radio thing. <laughs> You're right. You're right. You got me. You got me. <laughs> I was just at Walmart today. <laughs> oh, God. It fits. The boot fits. <laughs> All right, why don't you go ahead and take us into the next section here. All right, uh, history. Is that where we're going to? Uh, or are we going to... Oh. Oh, wow. Uh, some... No, go ahead. Wow, already a train wreck, no, wait, and we oh, are 10 minutes into the show. Oh, God. Oh, God. All right, let me remind you, who made the show notes? You're right, I did. Mr. I did. I'll, I'll continue. You go ahead and pick up on history. I'll get us there. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm not bash. I'm not bashing uh, you. Mm, but. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, some some have labeled podcasting a converged medium, um, meaning bringing together audio, the web, and other portal media players, um, as well as a disruptive technology that has caused some individuals in the radio business to reconsider established practices and preconceptions about audiences, consumption, production, and distribution. Uh, listeners usually consume podcasts free of charge and one can often produce them for little to no cost, i.e. young nostalgia, uh, which right. sets them <laughs> apart from the traditional 20th century model of gate-kept media and their production tools. Um, and so this is kind of where we get into how podcasting is, you know, it's hard. It's a medium in itself, but it has kind of, you know, taken, I don't even know how to say it. It's taken everything audio formats by storm. Um, it's taken a lot of, it's put, oh, excuse me. It's putting a lot more pressure onto terrestrial radio, um, which, I mean, it, it's moved in its own direction as, you know, to online streaming and that sort of thing. Um, but for people who right. are uh, used to listening to like AM talk radio or something like that. And then with this new, uh, technology, as far as being able to listen on demand anytime you want, never lose your place. Uh, you don't have to worry about missing any important part of the show that you wanted to. I mean, it's, it's, it's gotta put, it's gotta put pressure on actual, radio host just because you know what what do you how are you going to compete with that you know right you're, absolutely you're limited to stations and regions you're uh limiting yourself to live only um and it's it's no wonder why so many people are switching to that and, it, and this is you know and that's totally disregarding uh online only formats so it's mm-hmm. you know not only do you have not only are you able to listen to uh, whatever your favorite radio show is during the day, you can listen to it at night and whenever, but you, there's so many other different options you can listen to as well to augment your what would 
normally be your listening habits, or maybe there's better stuff out there and having uh, a online medium such as podcasting makes it easier to find someone that you like better. And now you're less inclined to listen as religiously to, you know, your old uh, radio show host. Absolutely. Um, I mean, I, I pretty much strictly listen to podcasts on my commute to and from work. I mean, I follow so much podcast now that I have enough podcast time built up to be able to do that, you know, and like I don't have time. I don't sit long enough in my car to finish podcasts as well as listen to the radio. Right. No, no, I get you. I so. mean, several of the podcasts that I listen to are recordings of live everyday radio shows. And every once in a while, I'll listen to them live. And, well, I'll stream them live. I don't actually listen yeah. to the radio. <laughs> uh, I'll stream them. But a lot of, like like you said, I don't, my commute, I can't finish a show. Because generally, they, they're either two hours or three hour segments. Um, wow. And... You know, you have to, there's, even with streaming, there's still commercials. So you only, you generally only get about 45 minutes of content per hour right. of uh, radio. And so I can, you know, that's so much more condensed in audio format too. So like I said, I'll listen to them for the most part, but then when I get to work, I'll, you know, listen to something else podcast wise. And then later in the afternoon, I'll end up just listening to that day's radio show and pick up right where I left off on the commute. Right. You know, and so I end up not missing anything. I still, every once in a while, still like the radio feel like the, I don't know. I just feel good listening to the radio sometimes and not worrying about <laughs> podcast or anything. Um, I'm with you, but it's with the, the prevalence of podcasting, it's, it's uh, it's really changing the way people are listening to um, audio audio sources. I guess I don't even know what to call it. Uh, medium. Yeah. No, I'm with you. Um. All right. So finish up this section a little bit. Uh, podcast makers can also monetize their podcasts by allowing companies to purchase ad time, as well as via websites such as Patreon, where. Uh, which provides special extras and content to listeners for a fee. So generally, you can, you can set an established fee, or a lot of times to become a Patreon member, you have to just donate. You can donate a dollar, you can donate a hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. As long as you donate something, then you get like you know premium access to the the content, whether it's ad free then right. or um you can. There's more content behind a paywall or something like that. Right. Uh, so podcasting is very much a horizontal media form. Producers are consumers. Consumers may become producers and both can engage in conversations with each other. So you, I thought this was such a cool point. I thought that was really awesome because I mean, think about FM radio, right? The only time that you're going to kind of interact with that is if you're calling in to win tickets or something (laughs) like that. I feel like there's like this big, I feel like there's this big wall, you know, in between FM radio and the consumers that are just in the car for 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. But with podcasts, you can literally listen whenever you want, wherever you want, but then also write in or review them, give them the five stars, give them whatever, write a review. And then sometimes they'll interact with you. Sometimes they'll they'll read your name off when you uh, donate to the Patreon or they'll read your amazing review view on their podcast or something like that you know Mm -hmm. i feel like it's just a really 
closer way to connect to the media platform that you're listening to. No, no, that's interesting that you said that because I hadn't really thought about that beforehand. You know, like you said, we're the only time we get to interact with any sort of uh, host or, you know, people behind the mic on FM radio is to call in for tickets or call in for whatever. They're taking calls for whatever reason. Um, Right. But, and on top of that, you know, that's the being able to see who is listening to the show. So kind of going the other side of, you know, being able to have a relationship with the creator is the creator's relationship to the audience. You have a lot more detailed information on how many people are listening to your show. You can look at geographic spread of your show, where it tends, where your audience tends to be. You can look at their, um, the platforms that they're downloaded on, um, and looking back on the radio side of things, you don't you don't have any of that information. I mean, it's there are uh, there are ways of kind of generalizing your audience numbers, that sort of thing. But it's all it's mostly estimation, um, polling, that sort of thing. Um, and it's you know you, there still are numbers. That's how radio show hosts move up and they become syndicated and that sort of thing. You know, you don't get that without you know, having a, a large audience base, but for the most, but you just don't have the type of detailed demographics that, uh, podcast, that podcasting offers. Right. I'm with you. Interesting. Cool. A, a cool way to think mm-hmm. about it. Um, all right. Now you can so take we are going to move into, all right, man, I think we're ready. <laughs> Let's do it. History. Uh, Back in 2004, former MTV video jockey Adam Curry, in collaboration with Dave Weiner, co-author of the RSS specification, RSS meaning um, pretty much like the constant feed that updates a certain podcast or a certain like media platform, Um, and, and that is credited with coming up with the idea to automate the delivery and syncing of textual content to portable audio players. So they pretty much. Um came up with the idea of like, now you can add show notes and then it will be updated every, you know, five minutes. And so once you refresh your iPod or whatever in the next five minutes, on the typical day that the podcast you listen to releases an episode, it'll be up within five minutes, updated, downloaded to your device and you could listen to it. And so they kind of created that uh, platform, which is awesome and kind of created this cohesiveness of the media platform instead of just being like... um you know, 1-2-3, episode 4, and then nothing else. Like, you don't know, oh, oh well, I know what this is because I always listen to it, right. and they always download now. Well, uh, but anybody looking for it won't know what that is. Well, on top of that, too, the the key, uh, the, the key point is the automated delivery, too. You know, I mean, prior right. to that, you could still access audio files, but it was pretty much on a manual refresh basis. So you'd have to manually start, you have to, to manually go out there and see if there's anything new and then download it rather than there anything that you're in quotes subscribed to um, being just automatically pushed right. to your device. You'd have to, you know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't know right off the bat if there was a new show out there, you'd have to continually just go check by yourself, um, which is right. That's another key element that, you know, uh, this, the creation of the RSS brought. 
Exactly. Like Ben brought up a good point. Like when you subscribe to a show, that means your phone is going to be connected to that RSS feed. And so what happens when we release an episode of Young Nostalgia, we put in an episode to our RSS feed. And whether whatever uh, platform you listen on, you're subscribed to, it pulls from that RSS feed. And so our RSS feed is like a highway. And then there's Google, Apple Podcasts, and all this other stuff are like exits. Mm -hmm. And then our podcast just gets off where it needs to for your phone. Mm -hmm. Um, So podcasting, once an obscure method of spreading audio information, has become a recognized medium of distributing audio content, whether for corporate or personal use. Podcasts are similar to radio programs in form, but they exist as audio files that can be played at a listener's convenience, um, anytime, anywhere, kind of what we've been talking about for a while. Um, It's crazy to think that this all started really back in 2004. Obviously, it wasn't the business that it is now, but... You know, people were producing content that was distributed like it is now back in 2004. Um, the first application to make this process feasible was iPodder X, developed by August Trauma, by August Traumater and Ray Slakinski. So by 2007, <laughs> what what radio names those are? Um, by 2000. <laughs> By 2007, audio podcasts were doing what was historically accomplished via radio broadcasts, which had been the source of radio talk shows and news programs since the 1930s. This shift occurred as a result of the evolution of internet capabilities, along with increased consumer access to cheaper hardware and software for audio recording and editing, i.e., you know, quick and easy microphones that you'd get from eBay or uh, Amazon or uh, third-party free source recording software just like we use where you just literally plug in a mic into your computer you're up and running create mp3 files distribute easy as pie and even like podcasts are mainly audio based right but the the audio like the form of podcasts is like they can't be so free form as fm talk shows because everything like with fm talk shows you have a set time of three hours in the morning Mm -hmm. right you have to fill that three hours with so much different content. Right. And it can range from anything because you got people trapped. I mean, the average people are going to listen to an FM talk show for like five, maybe 10 minutes, depending on what's going on. So with podcasts, I feel like your topics have to be very specific and niche. Yeah, you can talk a lot about a different points in this aspect of the topic, but your topic is always like video games or your topic is always politics. It's not just a free range that can change every five minutes or after every commercial break. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what podcasts made radio shift and why podcasts kind of became more popular in a way is that their audio and topic wise was very specific. Right. And so you don't have to listen to a three hour show and only be interested in five minutes. Instead, you're listening to a three hour show and listening and, and li- interested in the entire three hours. Right. And, uh, kind of go along. That was kind of long winded. No, no, that's Sorry fine. That. It was good. And it got me thinking about, um, how another thing about radio too is, you know, you said you, like you got that three hour time slot in the beginning, regardless of your topics and you're moving along, trying to, to hit many different audiences, regardless of that, you have those three hours to fill with content and you can have no more and no less than that three hours of right. content. Because if you, right. I mean, if you have more, that's fine. It gets cut off. If you have less, well, now you have dead air 
and an idiot on the radio <laughs> just stammering away, you know, trying to come fill right. time. You know what I mean? Um, whereas right. with podcasting, our general way of doing things is we we seem to generally try to have between two and three pages worth of material. Right. And sometimes that turns into a 25 minute show and sometimes we get to talk and it turns into an hour. So what? You know what I mean? Like it, 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 right. it, it doesn't matter. You don't, you know, we try not to have a show that's too short and we try not to go on too long and bore listeners. But you know what? At the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. We can put out a five hour podcast if we actually wanted to. <laughs> right. And it, we're so more free and open to, you know, we're not regulated by any time restrictions. I mean, I'm maybe anchor does have time restrictions. I, I don't know. Maybe it caps you at like 24 hours or something like that. I don't know. I don't know. But, right. um, and so that's what I kind of thought of too, how much more, uh, diligent there has to be, uh, diligence there has to be on show prep on the radio side mm-hmm. than you know, for what we do. I mean, everybody knows how much effort we put into show prep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. And how entertaining the show is because of it. I love it. All right. Uh, we'll move on. Good points, man. Absolutely. Good points. Um, in, in October of 2003, Matt Schichter, launched I, I don't his know. weekly <laughs> chat show. The Backstage Pass, B.B. King, Third Eye Blind, Gavin DeGraw, The Beach Boys, and Jason Mraz were notable guests for the first season. So, I mean, that's a rock star lineup right there. It is. It really is. I mean, this guy just started a podcast in 2003, and obviously that wasn't when podcasting was like hot. It wasn't like the thing. But all of these stars were notable to come on and produce content. So the hour-long radio show was recorded live, transcoded to 16 kilobit per second audio for dial-up online streaming. Dial-up. I know. And Doesn't podcasts that, were that out there. dates it. <laughs> God, that's crazy. Despite a lack of commonly accepted identifying name for the medium at the time of its creation, the backstage pass, which became known as Matt Schichter's Interviews, um, is commonly believed to be the first podcast in the published online platform. So that is awesome. I mean, you know, I almost guarantee that this guy worked at a radio station probably and recorded this podcast on the side. And look what the show became to be. You know, it was it was a it was a live radio show and then it became more popular because of podcasting it rather than the live show itself. So oh, and and on top of that, it wasn't just a live radio show. It was um he was one of the first to be streaming it as well. And so, yeah, you know, I, I just like to think at the time someone walks by the booth there and I'm like, hey, what's what's that idiot in there doing? There's like none of the stuff's hooked up. You know, all he's in there is doing is just talking into a mic. You know, right. the only thing in the background you hear is. <laughs> yeah. For the dialogue. Like, oh, you know, yeah. The, the second person is like, oh, you know, he's in there. He, he thinks somebody actually wants to listen, download and listen to this stuff <laughs> off the air. And like, oh, what an idiot. Well, like, well, turns out that's actually exactly what people want to do. <laughs> right. Oh, God, Instead it's so cool. It I live. love it. It's crazy. <laughs> like, I just can't even imagine. Like, imagine like having those really tiny monitors, like the screens are tiny, but it's just like the big tube in the back and people <laughs> yeah. just downloading this at work <laughs> on dial up where it would take on like dial 10 up, minutes yeah. to download like a, <laughs> I don't even know how big our shows are. Are they, are they even in the, the megabytes? Yeah. Ours are usually, 
I don't know, around 65 to oh. 75 megabit. Okay, okay. But yeah, I can't even imagine that on on, on dial-up. I mean, they're... Oh. I mean, that, that shows you how God. slow it is when they... Uh, when they... Uh, <clears throat> transcoded it to 16 kilobytes per second. <laughs> kilobytes. Oh, kilobytes. my goodness. <laughs> that is such trash. Um, it is. I love it. Um, they must have had uh, Time Warner Cable. Oh, oh sorry. Should that's said that. still their speed. In June, <laughs> in June of 2005, Apple released iTunes 4.9, which added formal support for podcasts, thus negating the need to use separate program uh, programming in order to download and transfer them to your mobile device. So now it's a centralized um, podcasting platform made by Apple. While this made access to podcasts more convenient and widespread, it also effectively ended advancement of podcatchers by independent developers. Additionally, Apple issued cease and desist orders to many podcast application developers and service providers for using the term iPod or pod in their products' names. So this is kind of where that kind of, uh, hey, this was our doing, this is our label kind of thing because it's called Apple Podcasts. Um, in terms of the application is, on the phone, which is so dumb. I mean, it's I get it that that's, that's your name. People are, are people started saying that because of like iPod and the name, but it's like you weren't you weren't in the game yet. You right. Know? <laughs> like, what are you right. doing telling You're people behind what, the time? What are you doing telling people what they can and can't say when you weren't even in the game <laughs> when this was developed? But that is, you know, that is Apple's MO for the most part. Uh, I mean, that's true. I mean, they do they do weird <laughs> stuff like that, but it's I, I don't know. Like, I would if I had a if I got a cease and desist letter from Apple for something like that, like oh, I would lose my mind. <laughs> like you didn't you, you tear it up. You didn't even support this a year ago when I started doing this. Like <laughs> Don't right. even. Who are you? Who are you to think? Who are you to do this? Um, uh, within a year, many podcasts from public radio networks like the BBC, CBC, Radio One, NPR, and Public Radio International, Public Radio International, placed many of their radio shows on the iTunes platform as well. So, in addition, major local radio stations like WNYC in New York City and WHYY FM Radio in Philadelphia. KCRW in Los Angeles place their programs on their websites and later on the iTunes platform. So kind of from that streaming t- standpoint as well as distribution with Apple, um, now you're starting to see FM radio really see the signs of this is where audio media is going and they hopped on board. So it's kind of interesting to see that shift. Right. And um, and there were there were a few independent shows at the time where that's all they were is podcasts. Someone would get on there and and they do their thing and uh, submit it to their RSS feed just like we do, and that that was it. Um, that was going on a little bit, um, but but it was it was these major networks as well as uh, syndicated hosts taking their own show and providing it as a podcast so people could listen anytime that is that was the major driving force of the podcast movement that's that's how i got started into podcasts was listening to the radio shows that i would listen to 
um, while riding in the car or working out in the garage with my dad. That those shows, oh, I can I can find these online and just download and listen to them. I don't have to worry about tuning into the AM station and and losing it while I'm going under power lines and all that stuff. Right. And that's what I knew it as for a long time until I started finding other shows that were like, wait a second, this is not a radio show at all. What is this going on? You know, and that, and that was relatively recently. That was, you know, uh, high school, late high school, um, where I first started to, you know, explore podcasting that wasn't just revolving around radio shows. Um, and by that time it had already started exploding and I was kind of behind the times. I was still just listening to the, you know, the using it just as an AM radio outlet. Right. Um, but it was, it was the radio that really, really sparked it and got it started. That's cool. That's cool. I I like how it kind of comes for full circle for Mm -hmm. you. Um, okay. We can move on to podcast variations if you'd like to finish out the show, big guy. Gotcha. So, You know, there's podcast, like we talked about before, is kind of a generalized term. Um, And what Nolan and I do is kind of a kind of a classic podcast where it's just two guys. There's a topic and we talk about it. Um, But there's also other variations that kind of go for a different goal. So. First one we have on the list is enhanced podcast. Um, an enhanced podcast can also display images um, that are synchronized with audio. Uh, these can contain chapter marks, hyperlinks, and artwork, artwork, all of which is synced to a specific program or device. Um, and I do have to preface this with a lot of these different podcast variations. They're not necessarily supported on like your Apple podcast app. So you generally be going through a third party um, podcatcher that is specialized in this type of in this type of podcast, right? Or like the content producers, like personal website or something like that, right? Right. And and I know there's there's also you could you probably could do it through Apple Podcasts as well because I think there are some deep level ways where you can actually post RSS feeds in and listen to that on your phone without being able to for a podcast that isn't like searchable and carried on the iTunes marketplace um mm-hmm. you can go in there and plug in an RSS feed that isn't supported by Apple and still listen to it okay um, cool i think that's not very common of people to do i think i just know about it because i think in the early days of listening to uh coast to coast am with george nori i think it wasn't on apple and i had to paste in the uh, rss feed Oh, okay, cool. Um, all right, where was I at? Okay, podcast novels. A podcast novel, also known as a serialized audiobook or podcast audiobook, is a literary format that combines concept, concepts of a podcast and an audiobook. So like a traditional novel, a podcast novel is a work of long literary fiction. Um, however, this form of novel... This form of the novel is recorded into episodes that are delivered online over a period of time and in the end available as a completed work for download. Um, That's cool. So it's really it's really not any different at all from an audiobook, other than the fact that it's just like uh, say you're into a really big series of books that are still 
being released. You know, you'd read one book, then you'd have to wait weeks, months, years until the next book is released, and then you read it. And this is kind of the same way, where it's, it kind of, it, it, it can kind of add in an element of suspense in your, you're still waiting for the next one to be released. You know, it's, right. you can't just binge it all at once. Right, it's almost like a serial podcast. Like I know serial um, yeah. from NPR, I believe yep. uh, stuff like that. Or like true crime, true crime, true crime podcast, where every week they'll release a new episode that kind of furthers the story. Yep, exactly. It's exactly that kind of like that. That would be, I, I believe that that would still be classified under a podcast novel. Right. Um, all right. So moving forward, we have video podcast. A video podcast. Um, Sometimes shortened to vodcast, although that's that doesn't really roll off the tongue. Um, <laughs> includes uh, obviously includes video clips. Um, web television series are often um, distributed and classified as video podcasts. Um, I think there's this is a pretty pretty common for YouTubers to be classified as video podcasts, where they might. Um, release a series of videos on YouTube, all on either the same or similar topics. Um, not necessarily, not to be confused with a vlog, which is kind of a video log of you know your day to day activities and that sort of thing. Where it would, where a video podcast would have uh, more of a set topic that was to be talked about. Right. Um, all right. So now we go into an ogcast. O G G C A S T Oddcast, kind of a goofy one here. Um, <laughs> yeah. So an Oddcast is a podcast recorded and distributed exclusively with the Vorbis audio codec, with the Og container format and other similarly free codecs and formats. So, kind of casting all the nerdiness aside, um, <laughs> it's basically a proprietary format that was developed for podcasting. And anything in that format is by default called an oddcast instead of a podcast. Okay. And I, All right. I don't know much about it. So, Well, it, it's it's like our podcast, get, we use MP3, right? Okay. Um, yeah. And it's kind of weird because not every podcast is an MP3, but every oddcast has to be this Vorbis audio codec format. Ah, so okay, I see. The way I see it is, the best analogy that I have to describe this was uh, VHS versus Betamax. Okay, so, oh, I see. So in the very early days, there was VHS and Betamax, two very competitive uh, technologies of the time. VHS beca- uh, ended up uh, growing a little bit faster, became more popular, and eventually overshadowed Betamax to where it totally ceased to exist. And now all we have, well, all we had was VHS. <laughs> right. I see. Okay. I think that is a perfectly parallel connection with Oddcast versus Podcast, where um, early on when there wasn't necessarily an established way of doing things, an established uh, universal format, um, there was this Vorbis audio codec and then there was MP3 and everything else that was all categorized as, as uh, podcast. And once the general podcasting theme took off, Oddcast kind of stayed static. And I think it's still around, but it's 
no one uses it. So Okay. I think that's the I the see. best way to describe that whole relationship is the whole VHS Betamax thing. I like it. Thanks, man. That makes a lot of sense. Good. It means a lot. Good. Cool. So the last one we have on the list, and this one is this one really interests me because this I could really get behind this. So this is a pod guide. Now a pod guide is more or less a type of enhanced audio podcast, except it's used as a uh, almost like a digital tour guide. So it's a single audio file where each chapter displays a picture and a number of what to look at at a certain stopover. And this number would correspond to pretty much a number on a map. So you could use, so this would be used inside of a self-guided museum or it could be used at a uh, national park. Um, Anywhere where someone would... uh, go for a tour and so instead of having an actual tour guide that would guide a group at a set pace through whatever they're going through and talk about different things you would be listening to this podcast and you walk to the next attraction and you hit a button says yep i made it to the next attraction and then it goes into the whole thing talking about this is what this is all about this is what this is all about and then it'll wrap itself up and either you leave now or you hang around and look at things and then you walk to the next one or you get to the next one and you say, yep, nice. I'm at the next one. And then it goes into a spiel, which I think is cool. This is a that is pretty awesome. cool idea. And I see it is. This is something that would appeal to me because I, I have no use for a tour guide. Yes. It's interesting. What they have to say is interesting, but I don't, I don't want to be, I don't want to be in a group. I don't want to be <laughs> working on somebody else's pace. I, right. I want to be with myself or whoever I'm there with, and that is only who I want to be with, and that's only people I want to talk to, <laughs> and right. I want to move at our pace. And I I can re- I had no idea about this whole pod guide thing um, until doing show prep for this show, and I I am really really inclined to uh, you know hop on this bandwagon. That's awesome. I like it because it almost just gets rid of the whole like museum thing where you'd sit down put on headphones but there's only two headsets and the really nasty person is the one that leaves when you get there so you have to wear that headset so it 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 just negates that so then you can literally listen and say hey i'm at this van gogh painting and i can hit number two and it'll bring up the podcast art and it will podcast at me for 10 minutes talking about the history or whatever of this piece. You know what I mean? <laughs> yep. At your own piece with your own headphones and what, what have I gotta, you. So I got to stop you right here. Sweet. and I, I <laughs> Your use of the term podcast cracked me up. It'll podcast at me using it as a verb. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, what are we doing right now? We are podcasting, right? I mean, I, we sense. are. We are. I mean, like, hey, listener, right now, I'm podcasting at you, right at you. Great <laughs> camp. I'm podcasting at the guy next to you. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I think this idea has been around for a while because you used to be able to get tapes and Walkmans, um, right? Where you get to your spot, you hit play, and it'll play the thing, and then you hit pause and walk to the next one. But this is such a, it's such a far superior way of doing things because let's be honest cassettes were trash i mean i remember <laughs> but they are coming back though. i know they are coming back and it's ridiculous like <laughs> i remember because i don't remember vinyl 
Like I'm the vinyl is yeah, out of our age range. I don't know about you, but I do remember having lots of cassettes. I had I had a Walkman. Uh, I remember cassette players in cars. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. And it, it, I remember that, and I remember them sucking. They were terrible. <laughs> 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 to be horribly blunt about the whole deal. Um, and I just see this as it, it's really the same thing. It's just better at it. Right, right. <laughs> I love it. I mean, that's so cool. I, I, I really don't think like there's that any idea. more <laughs> blunt way of putting it. But, it's <laughs> but that's how I see it. Oh, my God. I love it. It's perfect. But oh if you God. disagree All with right, me and that... you really, really like cassettes, then be sure to email youngnostalgiapod at gmail.com and uh, tell us why. Yes. Oh, my God, yes. Young Nostalgia Pod, P-O-G, P-O-D, excuse me, P-O-D, at gmail.com. Yeah. That's how we got to get um, listen- <laughs> That's how we got to get feedback, because we got to get people ride up, riled up. So, I, cassettes suck. I know. Fight me. <laughs> I will not fight you. <laughs> I'll be I'll be your guy like I'll be your trainer. So once you get all bloody be, and stuff, I'll you'll come over to me and then I'll just throw a big, big bucket full of alcohol on you. And, yeah, and you can be you can be the hype man. Yeah, there you go, the hype man. I'll wear a hot, I'll wear a hot dog uniform. Thank you guys so much for listening to Young Nostalgia. This was episode seventy two, all about podcasting history and how. Uh, Young Nostalgia is even here in the first place. As always, thank you so much for listening. Please, uh, please, <laughs> let me just start that all over. That was drunk? awful. Please, yeah, <laughs> I want to be. Um, please like and subscribe. Give us a five star review if you like what you're hearing. Scroll on down, take about 30 seconds, and write a little snippet about what you enjoy about the show. We will love to hear it and read about it on air as well let people know why you like young nostalgia as always if you have an episode topic or want to be a guest give us an email at youngnostalgiapod at gmail.com you'll find us on google play apple Podcasts, spotify stitcher anywhere that you get your podcasts at we'll be there hit that subscribe button to the rss feed thank you to the people back in 2004 for allowing that to be a thing <laughs> As always, anything else, big guy? Um, no, that was a fun show. You know, you know, if the audience couldn't tell, it was kind of a last-minute decision on show topics. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, but I think it turned out good. I think that it was a fun, um, it was informative, um, and it, it turned out to be a really good show. I think so too. I love it, man. Thank you so much for doing the show prep. It all worked out. You're great, best co-host of the entire world. Ever. As we always say, keep the bottles empty and the ashtrays full. We'll talk to you guys next week. Sorry. I I said as we always say, but then you just took it off, so I'm glad you did. You rock, man. (laughs) We'll talk to you guys next week. (laughs) 